1: to those sirens that can only mean one thing thank you for listening to another edition of the outsider's edge podcast right here on the chair shot radio network this is your boy dr smores mr kyle Morris, and i am joined as always by the kenny to my kota my good brother mr ray cash rance morris how you doing sir
0: maybe we shouldn't use kenny and kota right now given that neither the one of these guys are working <laughs> maybe we should use active people
1: Nah, we're always going to be Kenny and Coda.
0: We're well, always going to be Kenny and Coda, but today, can 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 I be your uh, caster to your Bowens?
1: Yeah, yeah, you can. You absolutely can. The acclaimed. Um, no, but regardless, y'all, we are back for another edition of The Outsider's Edge, here to hit you with that oh-so-positive goodness that we give you when we remember to record the show.
0: Hey, uh, hey, look, hey, y'all don't need to know the insider details.
1: <laughs> no, but you know what they do know, Brother Rance?
0: You about to I hit him listen. out at the gate, bro? About well, to hit him no. out at the gate?
1: I am, but here's what they know. Our listeners know that if there is one thing we don't stand for on the outsider's edge, it is duplicity, it is hypocrisy, it is saying some shit that you don't actually fucking mean. Y'all... I I saw some shit on the Twitters this week, and I texted Rance and was like, we need to start with this right the fuck now. Uh, Carl Anderson. I seem to recall once upon Mm a time after that shit went down with Paul Heyman, I seem to recall Mr. Anderson was out there with them Twitter fangers talking all that good shit about, I'm saying never. I ain't never going back to that company. Fuck them and they mamas. Fuck what they about. They some lying sacks and
2: shit, and I don't want none no more. Something to that effect. Hmm. And yet, lo and behold, mm. here this motherfucker is. Where is he? Back in the WWE. No way.
1: Not only is this motherfucker back here in the WWE, uh-huh, this motherfucker out here and double-booked himself.
0: Get the fuck out of here. Never booked no. himself twice.
1: Well, you see, Brother Rance, for some strange reason, well, no, it's not a strange reason. It's because they're currently on the island of irrelevancy. Oh. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling made Carl Anderson their never-open-weight champion. Mm. And, and Carl was supposed to defend that never title versus our dog, Hikaleo, all deference, all deference, all the time. All deference. Um, was supposed to defend that title against our dog, Hikaleo on November the 5th.
0: Hmm. What's but, happening then?
1: But, but on that same day, him and his incredibly less talented, if that's even possible, tag team partner, Doc Gallows, are supposed to be six-manning with our boy AJ against the Judgment Day. What, but at the at the blood money show,
0: they in, so they got the Saudi bag.
1: They got not only they got the Saudi bag, but he cashed in that Saudi bag after he was talking shit about the Saudi bag.
0: Oh boy, I need Ooh. a I need a I need a breather. I need a I need a smoke break or something.
2: The duplicity. Wow. Jeez. The hypocrisy.
0: Good googly moogly.
1: Then he puts out a statement talking about and I mean the statement was in character, but still he puts out a statement talking about they didn't send uh the book in through my manager, Mr. Gallows, so uh I'm gonna be in Saudi Arabia. Fuck y'all.
0: I actually like that. That was actually very bullet club esque. I I rocked with that.
1: Oh, I rock with Rocky Ramiro's response. Man, do fuck, dude,
0: fuck you, you. Just give, give the back belt back. The
1: now, now I'll go ahead and say it. It could just be a work. He could be planning on doing both. But it would be logistically pretty difficult to wrestle a Dog. show in Saudi and then fly to Japan.
0: Dog, come on. There ain't no way in hell, bro. Come on.
1: And they could hire oh. Gilbert to fill in. I'm not sure you could tell the difference.
0: Well, there are a few six-foot-two white men with a beard, a goatee. That could probably fall in as possible. Um, I mean, you know, uh, they had a, Elias cut his whole beard off to be his little brother. So, I mean.
1: And then they realized, then then Daddy Paul realized how travesty that shit was. I was like, nah, dog, grow back.
0: Grow back. I, I actually fucked with Ezekiel more than Elias. But the irony is, and this is why I thought the character was genius. We're going to get back to Carl Anderson. I thought the character was genius because I fucked with Ezekiel more than Elias only because of Elias.
1: Oh yeah, oh, which yeah. was
0: it was like a mind trip.
1: Well, Ezekiel reminded you that he actually can wrestle.
0: Well, that's this is true. Yes, yes. Because,
1: because Elias, Elias was was never wrestled. Ma- I was gonna say Elias was Heat Magnet number one, never wrestled number two, and when he did wrestle, it was the Chin Lock special.
0: I mean, back when he had a last name in NXT, he he has he had a few three star specials. I'll take that. Um, Speaking of three-star specials, Mr. Carl Anderson Man, Carl
1: Anderson ain't had a three-star match In a good ten years
0: Okay, it's been a minute And again, they are a very successful tag team They can be moderately entertaining, but they're not for me But I will say Like Mid-2000s Machine Gun, like The Machine Gun who's going like neck and neck with Tanahashi In the G1 He had some moments there where he was like a monster And then he got the money
1: you right, but I mean, also, I can't get out here and cape for Carl Anderson in any way, shape, or form. Look what he did to his wife.
0: Well, that's one thing. That's like, Are they still together? Look,
1: I don't know if they're still together, but what I'm saying is, like, I can't even cape for you, like, give you the benefit of the doubt in any yeah. realm, because the way you did your wife was so dirty and so fucked up. It told me everything I need to know about your get down as a person. Like, you well, are not a good human.
0: Can I tell you that moment for me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First and foremost, I hate when these company when these wrestlers go off on a certain company, uh, for situations like he did. It just it doesn't look good, especially in situations like this, right? But the thing that got me about him was it wasn't just him mad at the Paul Heyman thing or going off, uh mad at Hunter and Vince for being let go and fired in the pandemic and all this stuff, which again, rapper fucking hinsible. Um, it's when Daphne passed. And the company Went out of their way, WWE. I'm speaking about, to let everybody know that we have counseling for you guys. Here's a number. This is the thing to do. Please get help. We don't want anybody to go through this, you know, down this road. Yeah. We're here for y'all. And Carl Anderson went out of his way to shit on them, and that at that like Daphne wasn't. And forgive my candor and my morbidity, but Daphne, what the body wasn't even cold yet, dog. And you sitting here. Trashing them for doing the right thing.
1: Well, not to mention, like, you're conflating the way you were treated as a worker with a healthcare policy. Like, these are two very different things. I don't like a lot of my bosses a lot of the fucking time. But, like, if my district gives us some kind of a good health care benefit, yeah, I'm excited about that for the people that need that shit. But, like, he's just a shitty fucking human. And I don't cape, I don't stand, I don't give him no benefit of the doubt. When I talk, and I don't give the tag team a whole lot of benefit of the doubt because they're only ever good when they're the big fish in the small pond. The well, second they're surrounded by other teams that can work on a level of equal or, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of caliber, they very, very quickly show the flaws.
0: Agreed, except for one exception. There is something magical when they're with AJ.
1: Now they do have good chemistry there, and before it just anybody works. comes out and before anybody comes out and says some shit about, well, you know, if AJ and uh, Balor and them are friends with him. He can't be that bad. You ain't got no shitty friends.
0: No. Here's my response to that, Joy Ryan. So anyway, mm. what we, what else were we talking about?
1: Mm. Oof, that part. I ate a lot of egg on that one. That was my. I bad. Just,
0: well, no, no, no. Hey, hey, players fuck up too. I'm talking about the people who ran the roles with him and watched him do this shit.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, it's a very look the other way mindset. It's real fucked up.
0: The, I, but, so we've trashed the dude enough. I, I think the deeper, the more interesting story to me, and we can go back to trash him if you want because, again, go I'm go here no, for no, a call. Go, way. go, go. More interesting story here to me is WWE clearly has to have a working relationship with New Japan.
2: Clearly.
1: At
0: least for him. Because New Japan is retweeting WWE stuff about Carl. Oh, wow. This is
1: clearly part of something. And I love the way that it's kind of a fuck you to AEW's working well, relationship with New Japan. Because
0: simultaneously, they are working with AEW. So, uh, I'm, because I'm...
1: of what, I, what did I start this with? New Japan is currently on the island of irrelevancy.
0: Oh, so they're looking for anything, huh?
1: They are ready to suck any tea that is willing to give them the coin.
0: So I'll say this: I think it's a guarantee Moxley will be at Wrestle Kingdom for sure. I I would. This is a this is. I'm definitely jumping out the window here, but I don't think it's too far out, far off to guess that Danielson will be at Wrestle Kingdom because his dream is to wrestle for wrestle for New Japan maybe Jericho, but they'll for sure be, and I'm Archer may sure because he's still technically Suzuki Gun. but what, and, and Carl has said, Carl and Luke Gallows have said they're working the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show. Could we possibly get a Balor return? Could that kind of uh, be like the, the Shinsuke thing? Shinsuke
1: return is more likely than a Balor return.
0: Speaking of the Shinsuke return, the most heartwarming moment of the week to me What's was seeing... NXT? Well, no, no, no. Well, that was fun. I'm talking about, like, real-life shit. Antonio Noki's funeral. All the wrestlers were the pallbearers. And Shinsuke, Tanahashi, uh, Okada, Shibata. Goto was, they wouldn't let Goto.
2: New Japan.
0: It was beautiful to see. And I love that WWE let him take all that time off. To go do that because he was gone for like a week and a half.
1: The thing is, the thing is, he had clout before. He got hella clout now because Hunter's in charge.
0: And she's one of Hunter's boys. That, and I think there are a a handful of people who everybody stops and says, Oh, I understand. Like, for example, Nokia's clearly one of those guys. My perfect example of that is uh, when John Cena had the 20th celebration in Raw when he just showed up and did a promo, but it really wasn't much. But all the the old WWE guys and AW had promos. When they reached out to Tony Khan, he was like, "Well, you know, I could be a dick, but it's John Cena. He deserves it. So go ahead and do it." Like there's certain people that like I think we the tribalism has to go away. And the like, is like one was, of the kings of this such shit. A trail laser. Yeah, like he's he quite literally founded New Japan Pro Wrestling. By the way, shout out to the young boy. I'm the new young boy. I'm Young Boy Junior, according to Josh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love that. Shout out to J&J Security. I do love me some Josh and Jeremy.
0: It's way overdue to get him on. We've got to do this because we haven't been no Jeremy talk. Jeremy got
1: married and shit in the time since we last had him on the show.
0: Jeremy got married. Josh has debuted as a professional Act wrestler. A cool wrestler. This the is young amazing. boy really is the young boy. Straight up. I'm just waiting for the cold spray. Just send me my cold spray in the mail. Jeez. So, I, I feel bad. By the way, just speaking to, to J&J, th- we're not going to just make y'all the Japan guys. Y'all talk American wrestling, too. I'm so, sorry for that. We'll do I that. I
1: mean, they're, they're not just the Japan guys. They're our friends.
0: Well, that's facts. Shout out so, to Social Suplex as a whole.
1: Yes. Um. But, you know, from one shitty person in Carl Anderson to uh another shitty person, uh, let's talk about Ace Steel getting fired like a bitch.
0: Well, so um, there are a, a three quick AEW topics I wanted to run through, because they're not worth spending a lot of time on. Yeah. But the A-Steel conversation, we can laugh all day, but I think it's important, because that is the first
2: of note. Fall. Yeah!
1: Before we get too far into it, though, like on a serious AEW note, well wishes to my favorite AEW wrestler, Hangman at a Um... Shout out to Mox uh, for, you know, being a professional. Shout out to the ref and the doctor for doing exactly what they should have fucking done. Yeah. And stopping everything when it needed to be stopped. Like, we talk a lot about whether or not AEW is a very safe workspace. And, I mean, there's a lot of evidence to say that they're not the safest workspace. We're going to talk about
2: that Hang- in a second. <laughs>
1: but what happened to Hangman Page is not an example of that. No. Like, no. that was a very basic spot that he himself has done in match after match after match that Moxley has done in match after match after match. They were not working too stiff. They were not being unsafe. They were not doing anything out of the ordinary or super crazy or anything. They just landed wrong. He got knocked the fuck out. And fortunately, ref and the doc and the whole crew
2: took good care.
0: If anything, I'm a big proponent in if you're going to give somebody criticism when they do shit wrong or bad, you have to give them credit when they do shit good or right. Yeah. If anything, they deserve to be lauded for what they did. Because they did Paul, Turner, right um, Paul Turner immediately caught it. Shout out to Paul Turner again. The ref immediately caught it. And I would it wasn't even five seconds. He noticed dude was out. He stopped the match, called, they took off the bottom fucking rope. Like, and they even I had to pivot.
1: He, I think Turner, like, just shout out to him, you're right. I, I think he was just so hyper-vigilant of the way that the flip was not correct. Yeah. Like he was but, two-thirds of the way through and just went stiff as a board. And Turner instantly, because he's such a professional, because he yeah. knew what the fuck to look for, and because he knew Hangman. He just instantly knew, like, oh no, this is not, this didn't look right. Let me check
0: real quick. And I don't want to take credit away from him because he deserves a thousand percent of the credit. But I I do think it's interesting that this happened on the heels of what happened to Attack of Loa a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And people are hyper vigilant of what it's called motor something when you're hit and oh, you're knocked plank. out. And well, that's, yeah, but I mean, it was one of gang signs like that. That's no, no, not that's normal. The, that's
1: the I think that's what it's called is like the like colloquial term for
0: it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Th- yeah. I was it's trying like to think like of like the gang. fucking medical term. Um, yes. Pe- the people were more like, hypervigilant of it when your body does a response that is completely unnormal. And hangman was completely limp.
1: And you know who gave them, you know, who gave them all the credit in the world?
0: I saw that. Yeah.
1: Dr. Christopher Nowinski.
0: Hey, wrestling's
1: hey. own he like he went out of his way to say everybody handled this situation perfectly this is just a byproduct of a dangerous uh, just a dangerous sport, lots of credit to everyone for the way that they handled it for stopping the match immediately <laughs> and then he took his opportunity to shit on the NFL, talking about y'all can <laughs> learn a thing or two
0: <laughs> well first and foremost, there's nobody I'd rather uh, take advice from on concussions than Doc Oh, yeah, Doc Navinsky, but also, know going on. my boys missed a few spots at AEW, you know. I mean, the spot where Alex Reynolds was out for like 45 oh, seconds. No, no, no,
2: no, no,
1: AEW has a track record of not being the safest workplace, like. Which is why I'm up. giving them credit now. Which is why I'm but, giving them yeah, credit for doing it right gonna this time. We going to give them all the credit for doing it right this time. Um, shout out to Taz for working through something that was visibly shaking him up. Like, I think he was having lots of flashbacks.
0: Oh, yeah, because that's happened to him before, too.
1: So Well, it's happened to him, and he broke his neck, like, two or three different times. So, like, yeah. I think a lot, like, seeing the backboard, seeing the rope come down, like, yeah. you could hear it in his voice. Like, real shout-out to Excalibur.
2: For, well, Excalibur's like, a pro. Just, he's, well, he's
0: he is a pro. The best thing they got. He yeah.
1: is, but, like, he proved it in that moment. Just like, all right, yeah. let's go back through the rundown one more time. Let's, uh... Kill this dead airspace real quick.
0: (laughs) Do you think that the goal was always after that match to go to him versus MJF, Mox versus MJF at full gear? Or do you think something was supposed to happen at the end of that match? And because clearly MJF came out at that moment to try to kill time.
1: I'm going to say that the plan probably long term was always to pivot immediately to MJF versus Mox. but. I also am just gonna say it's hard to say because as we said after brawl out, when fucking douchebag Steel pulled his shit, um, that neutered a lot of what was going on with Hangman because clearly his entire arc was being yeah. like locked up in the Bucks and Kenny and like I think the I think the long term end for that was supposed to be everybody is a face and everybody's together again. Um, but either way, I think everything was just like completely halted by what yeah, happened course, with fall And so, like, it left Hangman super listless because they've also quietly let most of the Dark Order go, and the one that are to still, bring bringing Stu back. Yeah, I mean, you can't have evil Uno if you're not going to have Stu Dose. You just can't
0: I, I don't know them. if that's a full time thing or if that's just because they were in his home country of Canada. Because they really put on for Canada and had the Canadian shine. Like, Sean Spears was like the golden yeah, goose of let night.
2: Him have
1: the night. Go- yeah, they let him have the perfect 10.
2: Which just,
0: and he-
1: that was the only time you were ever relevant, as much as you hey. like to shit on it.
0: Shout out to Josiah Williams for giving that fire-ass theme, by the way. Okay. um, Speaking of some AEW stuff, and we spoke about the positive and the good about how they handle their precarious situations with injuries and whatnot in the ring. Did you see the clip floating around the internet of Athena and Jody Threat?
1: I don't think I did, so I'm gonna look it up real quick while you talk about.
0: It. Well we all know Athena, former uh Ember Moon or Adrian as we know her in houston because she's from Ring real of Reality Wrestling here in Houston. Uh but she uh was wrestling indie veteran and someone who is probably one of the hottest unsigned women wrestlers in the in the biz right now Jody Threat on AEW Dark. While AEW Dark and Dark Elevation to me is extremely superfluous, the one positive it has is it gives people who would never get signed to the company or most companies would never think to sign immediately, it gives them that one platform to be seen. So Athena wrestled Jody Threat and this was Jody Threat's big moment. It may even be a, been her hometown. I may be exaggerating or be wrong on that. I apologize. But they went at it. And the clip floating around, I'll give more context after this, I explain the clip. Athena's, like, laying into her. Like, almost uncomfortable. And then she picks up for uh, a suplex and just throws her out of the ring without her getting a chance to, like, protect herself. And... now. Now, Jody is one who is known for taking crazy bumps. He's almost like a Shotzi Blackard in that regard. She's known for that. And the thing is, a, a pro's pro. But, like, it was, it got, it was, it's go all over the internet, right? The, now, of course, you know, tribalism, AEW fans, Uh, well, you know, but that's, what's wrong with that? And there's one criticism that I do want to speak to particularly. I think it is, true and unfair that we treat women with kid gloves in that ring as opposed to the men. The men could, like, Sheamus and Gunther went out there and, like, had a fucking brawl. And nobody's saying, oh, are they okay? They're hitting too hard. But a woman hits a woman too hard in a match, and it's a problem. I get that. The difference is, going into Gunther versus Sheamus, you expected that. It's when you see something that you don't expect it that it makes it... You're wondering, is that what's supposed to have happened? And if you watch that clip, and in in more context, the match, it doesn't look like it was supposed to have had happened. And to that point, shout out to Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful, AEW talked to him about it afterwards to make sure things were good. Mm -hmm. Like, wait a minute, is there something wrong here? Y'all all all right? So this isn't just something that's some... Some random Twitter user did and made a nothing out of it. There that was fire, with the smoke. And apparently Jody got either knocked out or lost her place, whatever. And Athena had to lead her because they flipped positions. Jody Threat was the Athena's the face. Jody Threat played the face and Athena played the heel for the match because Jody was hometown or whatever. And so Athena was thinking, well, I'm the heel, so I got to come with the intensity. And it had never been discussed. So that's why it comes off like, wait a minute. So did you see the clip finally?
1: I did finally see the clip. And uh, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that spot. Um, I You're talking about the like suplex. That, yeah, I wouldn't like that spot if the men were doing it either. Uh, I'm
2: just,
1: It's not the suplex itself, but the way that it was done, I don't like that spot. I yeah. don't think it's good to dump your opponent with too many things.
0: Especially when they don't have a chance to brace themselves. Like, she was never given a chance to brace herself. Um, it's a shame, because number one, Riho returned. Uh, the women's division seems to be getting some steam. I hate this, but Soraya is getting physical, and I, I can't stand it, but it is what it is. Yeah, please. But But I mean, they're getting some steam, so it's a shame to see someone who's supposed to be a major part of this division... I see that happen, because now, again, all they're talking about with the women's division, we're not talking about the good things, we're talking about
2: this.
1: Um, I mean, you know, what do we expect from this company? They ship track record with the women. It's hard to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, you're right, they had a good week. The things seem to be, you know, building. It looks like they're finally, you know, using more of the females on the roster, but I'm still just like... I need to see it consistently over a long period of time before I'm willing to like say that y'all have put in the
0: work. One more ring of one, one more AEW quick uh, run quick hit. You, uh, me and you uh, like talked per- personally between each other about how much we love seeing Dalton Castle, the homie, come out with the
1: boys. Uh, like I know the boys are you know not the greatest. At least one of them is like a Tucker Carl. A word. Guy. Yeah, at least I didn't one know that. It's a super conservative. It's kind of mm. Um, But that's not the point. The point is Dalton Castle and the boys are cool. Dalton Castle and the boys is much.
0: I and I I mean I promise you I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but I'm treating Dalton Castle like I would like wrestling fans to treat Terry Funk at 75. I'm gonna appreciate every moment I have left. Well, I got it. While I got Matt him, because... Because
1: we talk about Soraya's back is made of, like,
0: paper mache
1: and noodles. Like, Dalton Castle's back is being held together by gum and, like, Elmer's.
0: He literally wears, like, a girdle underneath his, underneath his tights.
1: He's one of my great, like... He is one of my great what-could-have-beens, because if he hadn't gotten yeah. that back injury, Triple yeah. H would have made so much money with him.
0: Can you... So... I know we saw Adam Rose and Adam Rose was hot for a second. Dalton Castle is the actual perfect version of that. That
1: gimmick was made for television.
0: My God. It's so we talk about it's about it so all perfect. The
1: time. Charlotte literally stole the Peacock thing.
0: Well that's true too. From that's very Dalton true. Castle. That's spot, that's all facts. Um so, so speaking of Dalton Castle, word in the streets is Ring of Honor's finally got the Wrigley TV deal coming. Now, we don't know if it's on, where it's going to be, but something is in the works with them finally Ian getting Rick on TV. Bonnie. Ian
2: Rickabani. Ian Rickabani.
0: Oh. Ian
1: Rickabani.
0: Rickabani called the match. Bobby Cruz did the uh, introductions.
1: I yeah. love Ian so much. Ian is so great.
0: He's fantastic. He's fucking fit. Who would be color for you then?
1: Um, Ian and
0: Colt. Oh, that might not be a thing, big dog. If so Of course not possible.
1: If Colt's not possible,
0: Caprice. I don't know if they bring Caprice in, giving all the people they fucking already got.
1: And if Caprice is not possible, then let Castle transition out of performing regularly and let him be a commentator. He's got the charisma. He's got the mic. That
2: would
0: actually be perfect. Another guy that's that's underrated that could really do it and do a good job is Joe. Yep,
1: Joe's another one. Yeah, if that you know if. If Colt is not possible because of, you know, Philip, and if uh, they're not going to bring in Caprice, because I, I say Colt and Caprice first because we already know that they're good with Ian. and that They've been doing it, yeah. Com- it's great commentary every fucking time. Yeah. Um, so, like, we already know that that
0: was Oh, dog. I just feel so stupid. Nigel.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, Nigel is available.
0: He's got released, yeah. It just makes so much sense.
1: Nigel is available, and he, you're right. It would make a whole lot of sense. I mean, honestly, the great thing is when Ian is your lead, because he's so experienced and so good at what he does, it really doesn't matter who you put him with. It's kind of like when JR was at the top of his game, and so it didn't matter which commentator they gave him. He could figure it out. Michael Cole, same thing in his, like, I mean, honestly, still. Michael Cole, like... For all we shit on Michael Cole himself as a commentator, every commentator that he works with becomes great.
0: Well, that that we is y'all because Michael Cole's the goat to me.
1: Well, like you know what I mean.
0: I but do the like, yeah. I'm, I'm being flippant. Yes.
1: I, I mean, and I mean to the point that like people thought Taz was a great commentator, like not yeah. just okay because Taz is okay. Like Taz yeah. is a solid B for commentary. <laughs> But people thought he was like a list amazing because of Michael Cole. People thought JBL was an amazing commentator because of Michael Cole.
0: I mean, and the would this guy
1: work the way that he works if it wasn't for Michael Cole?
0: He's very clearly, if you've ever listened to his radio show, he's clearly a great commentator. But he's even better because of Michael Cole. Cole. Yeah. Um. Uh, Do you speaking
1: have of AEW hypocrisy though? Speaking of hypocrisy, real quick, we love you, baby girl, but Renee, you lying hell.
0: That bothered me, and so I don't have a problem with her signing with AEW. That was inevitable. I'm actually happy for that because it, oh, yeah, it, it makes amazing. too much sense.
1: She's so good at what she does.
0: I I I understand that situations change, and when your situation changes, your outlook changes. I get that. But Renee, the reason she left WWE was because she said, I don't want to ever go backwards. What you doing right now, baby girl? you right back backstage doing the commentary. So, like, now I'm hoping they give her more.
1: I think the uh, logical thing to do is have her replace That's just. Have her do what? Replace JR.
0: Well, dude, I don't know if she wants to do commentary anymore.
1: I don't either. I don't either. But I'm I, just saying to me that would be the best.
0: I think her best roles would be long form kayfabe interviews that further stories, because oh, that's the
2: like
0: one. one... Does? Yeah, but I'm talking more in a backstage setting, not so much in the ring. And I and I and I say that because the one thing AW was lacking is the. They'll they're real good to do a 30 of a, a 15 30 second clip where you need to know of Miro saying, Hey, I don't like you because of this, or Dax saying this or that, or whatever, or swerve. But, but they, they could do
1: JR backstage asking people how they feel and doing like actual interview sit downs, like that the could be Kane better. Him on fire.
0: Yes, or the, the, the Triple H interview where he said, I'm the game, or the Mankind interview. This there goes could be... back to the click. This
1: goes back to.
0: Uh, yeah. Five years, Jr. There could be better interconnectivity of stories and long form told. The best thing about AEW pay-per-views is the road to before. Those are fan. If they showed those more often on tele, those are fantastic. It's like watching the road to UFCs. That's what makes you care about the people. Give me that. And there's yeah. nobody better in the business than Renee. At that you're right, she is really
1: great at that. She is really great. She should take over the podcast from Tony. Her and Aubrey
2: would do
0: great. I I would agree, I, I would agree. I just think it was such a shock of Tony to be doing that. One last thing, and I know we got to move on and take a break because we got a couple of things we want to get to. Jericho's the champ now, he'll probably stay the champ until they get the ROH champ. I'm talking about till they get the show. Do you have an idea of who should dethrone him? My idea is Daniel Garcia should finally leave, even though he had his opportunity and chose not to. Okay, whatever we're booking there, but it just makes sense for Daniel Garcia to leave. He's a pure champion and merge that unnecessary pure championship with the Ring of Honor title and be the face of Ring of Honor. I just think that's too perfect.
1: Book next question.
0: Well, we'll be right back, y'all. Uh, we'll see you on the side of this break. While we're
2: gone, uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash TheChairShot and buy shirts, I guess, for Hook. Yeah. Thanks for helping us pay those bills, y'all.
1: Again, if you like the content we provide, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and find you some of that sweet, sweet merch. Maybe get it in some soft style because it feels real, real good on
0: this game. We, um, we, we're not paying bills. We're just giving it all to Hook, apparently.
1: I mean, you know, Hook for Ring of Honor champion. If if Ring of Honor is supposed to be their version of NXT and you're trying to build new stars and you're trying to get the next generation going, Hook.
0: I think you want Hook to be world champion. Like, I want Naomi to... Let me shut up.
1: I was going to say, don't disrespect the Tribal Chiefs
0: family. I... I... I fixed myself. I apologize. I'm back in line.
1: I mean, you apologize, Ooh. but the topic you have proposed to me this week is uh, pretty disrespectful to the head of the table. Because uh, Brother Rance hit me up this week and he was like, yo, man, we need to have a conversation about who should be the one to take the belt off of our tribal chief.
0: So I saw a tweet that said only one can dethrone Roman Reigns who you're choosing. And it showed Jay Uso, main event Jay Uso. It showed Garrett A.K.A. Cody Rhodes. It showed Seth freaking Rollins, and it showed the honorary ooh, Sami Zayn.
1: I told you now, the story writes itself.
0: I know the story you want, and I think <laughs> the story could make sense. But I'm not talking about who could, because I think those are those four, along with Drew, and maybe last year. I think the only credible people, and Sami's not credible. Sammy got the story that can make it credible. You know what I'm saying?
1: I do know what you're saying, but the reason that it should still be Sammy is I view this like, you know, they fucked up when they ended Taker streak by having it be Brock Lesnar because you could have made somebody with this win and instead you gave it to Brock. I view this like taking down Brock Lesnar when he was at the height of Suplex City boring us all to death. Like winning this match from Roman at this point is a huge fucking deal. Sammy is this close to being relevant and taken seriously as an actual, like, main-level star in the same way that KO is, in the same way that Rollins is, in the same way that the higher echelon of the card are. Okay. this is the kind of win that makes him the level of star you need him to be. And you want it to be someone like him, or if not him, I know you don't love him, but you want it to be him or maybe Garrett, because the point is you need a world champion that's going to be on the show every fucking week. Well, you need you a world champion that can do house show dates. You need you a world champion that can appear on the television.
0: Okay, so. I love Sammy and the story is fantastic. The answer is Cody. And I've said this from the time he debuted. When he did that promo, when he did his first promo on Raw. the
1: best thing that ever fucking happened to him.
0: 100%. Because you know when he's returning, the fucking Rumble. I'm just so saying. Not
1: just, that, not just that, but it ensures that we won't get tired of his shtick. Because oh. if he <laughs> got. No, dog. We watched Cody long enough
2: yeah.
1: to know that Cody has a formula. And it's yeah. the only formula that works for Cody, and yeah. that formula has a shelf life.
0: Facts. That's you. If I didn't even had think not of
1: that. Torn his titty so bad. <laughs> by now, we would be saying the same shit about Garrett that we were saying when it felt like he was on a different show from the rest of the AEW roster.
0: I I really want to do talk about this one day on another show, even a uh, 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 art, uh, an article or a column but the best injuries that took away from bad things cuz number 1 may be Cody but number if not number 1 number 2 definitely got to be Bray Wyatt getting Mono so it don't got to be fucking sister abigail <laughs> that's the greatest one yeah. okay so hear me out hear me out i'm spe- just just with the two with the four people that's that I, that were in that picture that I named jay sammy cody Seth. What's more important to the betterment of the company? Yeah, just come. I'm not gonna do this altruistic in the business, but the company. Yeah, okay. Getting a wrestler on the precipice of wrestling stardom to that spot, or getting a wrestler who already has wrestling stardom, who's on the precipice of mainstream stardom to that spot. Which one's more important to the company? Man,
1: don't don't get on this show starting to talk about Cody doing Ms. cosplay.
0: Not just, not, it's not just Cody. Cody and Seth are mainstream popular on the verge. Oh, not mainstream. Is that relevant? Not ma- not, ma- not not mainstream, but re- yes, one hundred percent.
2: Um, I, I, no, Alex, ge- I was
1: just genuinely. No, asking yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not even saying that, and I'm not even saying that as a Seth hater. You know, I like Seth.
2: One hundred percent. It's a genuine question.
1: He had that kind
0: of mainstream relevance. He's on the verge. Yeah, he's he's. They do the. Um. He does all the sports stuff because he's a big sports fan. He does fantasy football. He's on a lot of shows. He ain't doing the, the Roman Reigns-Bella Twins Tonight Show circuit yet, but he, I, he's been on the Today Show. Like, he's really, he's on that precipice, like with Cody, who's on the verge of genuine mainstream stardom. At
1: that point, you push Cody over, Seth, because you're right. They might both be on the verge of that, but Cody hosted shows on TBS.
0: Right, and, so, uh, and I would agree, Cody oversets, but my, my the reason I bring that up is because I think you can get a wrestler to wrestling stardom easier than you can get a wrestling star to mainstream stardom. So Sammy don't need this to get him to that wrestling stardom spot much, uh, more than Cody needs this to be, make him one of the most popular people. In entertainment.
1: I don't necessarily disagree with the argument you're making, but my retort would be you don't need as much to make a wrestler into a wrestling star, but if you wait too long, the ship will pass in one way or another. And I'm going to give you two names as my examples. Braun Strowman and Dolph Ziggler.
0: Well, I knew Dolph was coming. I didn't think about Braun, but I knew Dolph was coming.
1: But, like, with Braun, yeah, they eventually made him a champion, and they eventually turned him into, like, what they would have considered a relevant star before they released him. But, like, he's back to doing giant sideshow shit versus Omos. Like, he—they waited so long, and they dropped the ball so hard that he was never able to become the level of wrestling star— that they were on the verge of turning him into, I'd argue, had they crowned him when they should have. If they'd have crowned him when they should have, I think his floor was Kane. In terms of being that generation's reliable big man that's always in a program and always relevant and always over, never count them out, all that other shit. Okay. And now I think Kane would be his ceiling. If he's lucky, and I mean honestly, you can do worse than Kane, not as a human being,
0: but uh, as yeah, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we knew you were going there. Yes, the I think so. The Ziggler comparison is more apt because Ziggler's had multiple chances and multiple failures. I think Braun Strowman can still be Lashley. Right, Lashley had his best career resurgence. He's the biggest and best he's ever been. Twenty years in, like. Now he had the fantastic WWE Championship reign. Now he he beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Like he's
1: he beat the dog shit out of Brock Lesnar.
0: I'm saying he's hey, at Brock the tip top top. More
1: vulnerable, top. than he's looked in a long ass time.
0: But it took him it took him time to get there, and he he was the victim of not give, being given the actual chance when he should have been given the chance. So I think Braun still has time because he's so young in his career. He's not young in his In age, but his career is still young. Dolph been in the business since two thousand
2: five, so that's different.
1: My only concern with Braun, in terms of you're right, he's not like young in age. He's a bigger guy, and bigger guys when I'm gonna the aging of bigger wrestlers is a lot like the aging of like a football player, where you don't see them getting old, but once they get old, they old.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. You spot on. You are right.
1: Like, and that's my fear. There is like you don't generally see a huge, de- like you don't generally see a gradual decline with a big guy. It's normally like they had it, and then all of a sudden they are too old, and it is gone. Now.
0: It's gone. now Um, you're right. So I, but the reason, the only reason I brought up that analogy was because I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I don't think Sammy deserves it, or even Jay Jade probably, if you talk about the family thing, makes the most sense because Jade had been getting gaslit and trolled.
1: Not just that. If we're talking about the story, like the real story that, ri- that writes itself, it's I told you that you were too much. I told you that this was out of hand. I told you that yeah. this was crazy. I was the only one that tried to check you and tried to make you see that you were too full of your own shit. And now I've got to rescue the family
2: from you.
0: Yeah. It- Oh, so all oh, four of those guys, and I still throw you in there because that goddamn Clash the Castle match, my God! Um, but I know you were on the Sammy bandwagon, and I want to be, but I just think Cody makes too much sense. And Cody, the Cody winning the championship means so much in so many different ways. Number one, the Rose finally getting that championship is one of the biggest stories in wrestling history, I think. Two. The story of at the time before uh Uncle Paul took over, WWE taking the AW cast off, who used to be their prodigal son, and treating him correctly, unlike what the fan base thought they would do, and him getting the world title, I think, is assigned to Wardlow, you know, Ricky Starks, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. We can do you right, too, right? Um, so, and then thirdly, and last, last but not least, is I think, because, again, Cody is on the precipice of mainstream stardom, he'll take the show, he'll take, the, he'll take that championship to all the major shows and this and the, that, so, yeah. Sorry. I'll
1: say this. I'll say this, and then we can transition. Um, if you want a match that will turn into the biggest names and the biggest stars, you go with Cody. Okay. If you want the match that is telling the best story for this moment right now, for this year, for this mania, you go with Sammy or Jay. I- I'll say Sammy or Jay, because honestly, that story is so good with yeah. either one of them. And it's such a quality story that like I'm here for that ride. I would prefer it to be Sammy because I think it's a better story for right now. But if they really just want to take Roman's arc fully full circle, sure.
0: It makes me sad because Seth is always going to be Macho Man to Hulk Hogan.
1: But, you know, I don't even think Macho Man is the right comparison. Honestly, I view Seth as more of the Roddy Piper, even though Seth has been champion. Because better chaser than champ. He's so much better not holding the belt. He is so much better, and that's not even to say he's bad with the belt. But he's so yeah. much better without it. He is so much better being that person who's this close and he wants it and he's chasing after it.
0: I say, but I say, I say Macho over Piper because they never gave Piper the ball. Macho got the ball multiple times.
1: It was always great with it.
0: Yeah, but but I think it was very clear, maybe not to diehard fans. But there's a reason Hulk was over Macho.
1: Well, I think Macho might, you know, now that I think about it, Macho is also a great comparison of moments. Yeah. Macho has the moments.
0: Yeah.
1: Him and Miss Elizabeth,
0: Ooh, the mega powers. Look, and, look at you journalism, yeah, and speaking of moments.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Okay. We don't have to spend a long time on this, and if if we didn't speak about this, Rick would literally like fly to Houston and, and, like, beat me up.
2: Bray Wyatt. you back. Colty. What are
0: your thoughts on the package, the promo that everybody's loving that he cut, and the, the story that they're starting to tell that his past is seeming to kind of come back to haunt him? What are you thinking?
1: So, the promo made me mildly uncomfortable just because like it was very real and it was very raw. But it was like sharing a level of emotion
2: and transparency that I'm just like, oof, wow, he is really vulnerable Um But which is not to
1: take anything away from it being a quality person. Uh but just the whole like y'all saved my life thing. Oof, that feels very real but is also real in a very uncomfortable Um. Uh, but I mean, I'm happy for Bray. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Bray Wyatt character. I will forever feel robbed because I was at that mania. That should have been a fucking triple threat match. Rest in peace.
2: Um, but I will withhold judgment on the angle till we know the ball. That's fair. Can I tell you why I didn't like the promo? Yeah, tell me why
1: you didn't like the promo because I felt bad just saying, eh, it didn't do anything.
0: So if I can be more, give more context, I, I, I think I love what he said. I think it was very powerful. My problem with the promo is this, I have no problem with in, 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 putting an influx of real life into a return promo or a goodbye promo, right? And then transitioning to storyline. I didn't like that, how deep he went into real life and then immediately, oh, by the way, storyline time. It felt disingenuous to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they had to go to some type of story eventually, but it just felt disingenuous for him to be speaking as Wyndham to the crowd. And letting them know how he really felt about them, and I'm telling you from my heart how I feel, and then boom, kayfabe back to the story. Just didn't it felt disingenuous to me?
2: Yeah,
1: that makes sense. That makes sense. I think if they're smart, um, they definitely sign Vincent
0: and yeah. Bateman. Apparently, is, they're gonna be a tag team.
1: That's fine. I mean, you know, sign them both. I think that they obviously fit the aesthetic. I am in the minority that doesn't want Dexter Loomis to be a part of this. I think Dexter I don't either. functions better as his own standalone weirdness. Agreed and his weirdness is not occulty, it's just weird.
0: I agree. We are on the same page. I don't I don't like that mix either. I don't like any of the people that the that the is picking for them. Karrion honestly, Cross don't fit.
1: Honestly at this point put Ron back with him. He doesn't fit with him anymore, but Ron doesn't fit with anything anymore.
0: I don't you're want so separated. I don't want any remnants of old Wyatt family anymore. Oh, so I think, you
1: don't want them to bring back Eric Rowan for the 15th time before they release him two months later?
0: I mean, if you're going to use him for something else other than a lackey, sure. I mean, because he's a, he's a solid worker, good dude. But no, I just think that's, that's almost career suicide for all of them involved because you're not going to let them grow. Eric Rowan worked hard as fuck to get out of, the, out of the idea that he's the guy in the fucking mask.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, and then you got to put him right back? And, and, with respect, much like I feel, and this is a horrible analogy, but you'll get the point, much like I'm a big believer in don't ever recast a T'Challa because what Chadwick meant to that role is oh, more yeah. important than the character.
2: There's no replacing Luke Hartley.
0: There's he's no not... Brody. You can't replace him. Yeah, it's just not worth it.
1: If if he were still alive, that's one of those things where I'm just like, oh yeah, bring back Luke Harper anytime, because Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper go together like peas and carrots.
0: And it's so, alive. and remember at the beginning, he said I lost people very close to me. One of them he was talking about was Brody.
1: Um, one person that I do want to be one of them is I do actually want Bo Dallas to be. One.
0: Well, the rumor is he's back. They they resigned him. I don't know if they resigned it, him for a it producer is literally or whatever.
1: The only thing that they could do with him as a wrestler to make me care.
0: Have you have you seen the clip it was back on the internet about a week ago of uh when Bray was with Matt Hardy and they were fe- they were feuding with um the B team Axel and oh, Bo, yeah, 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 yeah. and they parodied them and Axel was a uh, Axel was Matt Hardy, and and Bo was his brother, and he did the voice, and like you can see Bray in the ring rolling like like shoot laughing, because <laughs> he does the voice so damn well. That that could be fun. I, I'm not here for it, but uh, I'm again, here for Bo.
1: Again, I'm. It was the. It would be the only thing that they could do with him as an actual wrestler that would make me care in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. Use him has muscle for his brother, sure.
2: Okay.
0: So if the idea behind that character behind the the mask is that it's the new uh, the new iteration of his past or cuz apparently all the old the fireflies funhouse funhouse people and all this stuff are aspects of his personality or career that have kind of manifested themselves right or personified themselves what if this new uncle howdy mask as they say they're calling it
2: is actually both yeah i can see that it could be something. It could be something. Um, you happy, Rick? We talked about it. Are you
0: happy?
1: No, he's not happy because we didn't talk long enough about it. But that's okay because it's our show, and we love you, Rick, but uh, we want to talk about NXT, so.
0: You want to take a break or you want to get on into it now? What you want to do?
1: Um, let's take a second break so that we can satisfy the powers that be and convince
2: our bosses that we know how to get two breaks. Two ad show. breaks, baby. We'll be right back out. Yeah, we back. We can do two ad breaks in the show.
1: Go to com forward slash The Chair Shot and get some merch.
0: Here comes the money. <laughs> okay, you're not an NXT watcher regularly.
1: Not regularly, not anymore. It's been many, many a year. But I was there for the golden era.
0: So, you were there for the golden era. Pandemic hits. Everybody gets fired. 2.0. Yep. We're going back to the heart of what NXT was supposed to be. Strictly developmental. All these new people who have got four or five matches under their belt. Build them up. Bing, bang, boom. Go through a full year of that. And now we're going to transition out of that to a hybrid of the old way and the
2: new way. Yep. I am curious to see from what you know. Of what you've seen.
0: What are your thoughts on both transitions?
1: So, what I liked about the transition to NXT 2.0, especially in the last two or three months, um, the synergy between the brands is at an all-time high. You see main roster wrestlers going to wrestle one-offs on Tuesdays regularly. And I like that. I also like that because that synergy exists, they're now doing little things like acknowledging that they know who people are when they debut. Like when Legato Del Fantasma took the masks off, um, what's-his-face that's on commentary, Uh, Wade Barrett was like, wait a minute, I know who those people are! Um, Like, I like that. Because it used to be fucking infuriating when they would have people debut from NXT before, and they would always act like, "Who the fuck is this? We don't know who they are." Oh my god! Like, bro, we know that you own the network that this shit has been on every Wednesday for the last two years. Um, so I did appreciate that, and from what I can tell, like, the one thing that it has definitely succeeded at in where by the end of the first black and gold era, it had largely started to fail at, all of the people that they brought in during NXT 2.0 have defined fucking character.
0: Speak on it. Speak on it. Yep.
1: Like I don't even watch the show regularly, but I know what Chase University is. I don't even watch the show regularly, but I know of Joe Gacy and the SJW shit. I know, you know, Braun Breaker is a Steiner, so he's fucking amazing. I know about Cora Jade and her heel turn and Mandy Rose became an actually good wrestler and has, like, a real stable that's, like, got a really cool fucking name. Um, like, they did a great job of creating names that people know. And Your boy like Quincy? People, oh, God, I am so ready for Quincy. I am killing it, too. All of that. Yes, he killing for it. femme queens. Yes. He is
0: killing it. And um, I'm only using he... Because I still believe that's the pronoun he uses. I'm not sure yet.
1: I don't know, but Quincy is a fucking dream. Um, So, yes. But, yeah, they did a really great job of actually giving people characters again instead of, by the end, you know, of the original Black and Gold Factory, Um, they really just had turned it into let's get the best ring rate uh indie guys that we can find and just throw them all out there because it'll pop the florida crap.
0: It was, it was wrestling club it was yeah high club
1: so i'm interested to see where the hybrid era goes um because they the 2.0 era admittedly is now at a point where golden era nxt would get from time to time where it's like yeah, you've got all of these people, and, like, it's time to shit or get off the pot with them. Okay. So, like, people got to go to make space for the next wave to fulfill the developmental part of it.
2: Like, That's
1: fair. Like, Breaker don't need to be on NXT after Royal. He just don't. Um, jo- I think Joe Gacy's going to end up being one of the Bray Wyatt minions. There,
0: Possible, so. yeah. Uh, GYV definitely is way overdue, or the schism, the, the dyad, um, they're way overdue. The
1: Creed brothers are probably ready.
0: Grayson um, Wilder is a Grayson person. Wilder
1: is past
0: ready. He's so good.
1: Um yeah, he's ready. Um Chase University could pro- like they could use a little bit more seasoning, but I feel like by Mania season, they'll
0: it's, have Andre is fine. He it's just heating up Bodie and Thea. But Andre as a character? And now that he got the chase you kicks, oh dog, it's over. It's over. Well and a lot
1: of the women are starting to get to a point where they're ready. Like Cora Jade is a star in the making.
0: Toxic Attraction should have been gone. Way gone. Yeah. I love oh and Carmelo is and who's probably gone after Saturday, because Saturday is Halloween havoc. We'll speak about that in a minute.
1: Oh yeah, Carmelo Hayes is ready. And so like and that also frees up spaces for people like like Trick Williams is ready for a push in NXT. He's mm-hmm. not ready for main roster yet, but he's ready for a push in NXT to see what he's got. Um, some of the uh, UK people are transitioning to NXT crime
0: because the are-
1: UK is not going to be a thing anymore.
0: Actually, three of them are in the main events. Aylia Dragunov and Jaden McDonough for the men and Alba Fire, formerly Kaylee Gray, Ray for the women, yeah.
1: Well, and Ilya Dragunov, like, you know, he dethroned Walter. So, like, we already know what the fuck that
0: is. <laughs> that is the most intense human being I think I've ever seen. Like, there, there's Kobe, there's Goldberg, and there's Dragunov. Like, that's one, two, three.
1: Yeah, so, like, I think that they're ready for their next wave of performance. I'm excited to see more from Quincy. I'm excited to see some of these new people that they'll debut like learn and grow and i'm excited to see these 2.0 people start to get an opportunity for like their own
0: i love that you said that because you know i'm i'm biased because i've been nxt from day one so to hear somebody who's not an avid nxt watcher say those things just makes it makes my my because black heart very happy
1: the thing is it's like i said before you know The 2.0, and I, you know who I give really the credit to this? Not even so much, yeah, I don't give the credit to this to Vince for taking it away from Hunter. I give credit to Sean, because Sean was like, I'll be a son of a bitch if anybody makes it out of my fucking program and don't know how to work TV. Um, And that's the biggest difference for me, is, like, these people that came in during this first wave of the 2.0, during the, like, HBK is in charge era, like... They are ready for television, which is something that by the end of Black and Gold was not readily the case. The people that were ready for television from the end of Black and Gold were the people that they just didn't call up forever. Like Braun. Like, oh, well, yeah, like Braun, but like, you know. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are over like Rover because they were always going to be over like fucking Rover if you did it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, it's wild to think. You said that Sean uh, ain't going to let nobody come out and not be ready on TV. You're right. But the fact that he's getting these dudes ready and these ladies ready like he is, Braun Breaker wrestled his third, his third match was his debut match on NXT. Hit. Tony D'Angelo had wrestled five matches before he had his match on NXT. Like, it's wild how early these guys are starting, these guys and these girls,
2: and yet, killing it. It's amazing. But,
1: but this is what... The reason I'm still going to give credit to Sean for this, We we joke about it, and we talk about, you know, who's the greatest wrestler, wrestler of all time. Not best for the business or anything like that, But there's a reason Sean is almost always at the top of everybody's list. Like, if you had a wrestling school that was literally just Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, maybe, like, nobody would wrestle a bad match ever. Nobody could come out of a school with the two of them as their trainers and not be able to do this.
0: And so he he gives credit to Regal because Regal was his mentor. But you know what wrestling school that that Brian Daniels went to first? The Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy. Sean knows so, what
2: he's fucking doing? Oh,
0: sh- the, the conversation of best wrestler, whatever. The conversation of big draw, whatever. The greatest performer in wrestling history is unequivocally, and I don't think there's a conversation. It's Shawn Michaels. And I, I, think uh, I think the only person who could
1: have, I think the only person who could have ever come close was Ric Flair, but Ric Flair has tarnished his legacy so much with his stop.
0: And I don't think this is going to sound blasphemous. Given that this motherfucker wrestled for 60 dec for six decades. But I think the the variety of styles that Sean could wrestle. I'll do what Flair did because Flair had his thing and he was great at it and he did it with a bunch of different people. He would wrestle people that had never taken a bump before and wrestle until 60 minutes. It was the one of the best ever. But, I mean, Sean was in ladder matches. Sean was in Elimination Chambers, Hell in the Cells, Brawls, Catches can Wrestling you know what matches. my favorite Sean moment will always be,
2: though?
1: You know what my favorite Sean moment will always be?
2: Mm.
1: That time he trolled the fucking shit out of Hulk Hogan and made him look like a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I love that match so much. Every time I watch it, it brings me joy because you can tell Sean's just like, oh, you think you hot shit? Fuck you.
0: You 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 know why that's one of the greatest like stretches of wrestling history? Sean, the ultimate babyface who literally prays on the way to the ring, turned heel for a month just so he could troll Hulk Hogan. Just to troll And Hulk then went Hogan. back to being babyface. <laughs> what? <laughs> because, you know,
1: the click proved to me that they are all super problematic in different ways, but like generally they're okay here.
0: Well that was that's why they got together. They all were friends who loved wrestling and liked being around each other and understood the business of the wrestling before everybody else did.
1: Real quick uh click related. Um our thoughts and well wishes go out to the Nash family right now.
2: Yeah.
1: We will do what they asked and respect their privacy. 100%
2: but we love, love you all. Yeah.
0: Uh to Sweet Big Man, we're here for we're here for you. So, I don't know if you're going to give Halloween Havoc a shout, but I want to go over the card. We don't, you don't have to do to do much, but at least run, run through it at least and give my predictions. Um, do you want me to go match by match or just lay them all out? Because I don't know if...
1: Oh, let's go match by match. I mean, if I don't know what's going on, I can just tell you that I haven't kept up too much and give you my best guess.
0: Got you. So, Grayson Waller, who is like an Australian influencer. I know him. Um, He's fantastic. He's beefing with. Attire, that's why it's fantastic, because I do too. It's, but it's perfect. It's like JBL and the towel underneath the hoodie. Like, dog, take the towel out the hoodie, bro. Um, you here wrestling in fucking
1: board shorts. He's,
0: he's, uh, he's beefing with Apollo Crews. And Apollo Crews went back to NXT and kind of has an equalizer character where he sees what he's going to do to people before he does it, which has Grayson Waller freaked out. They have a spin the wheel, make the deal match where you spin and makes the the match, right? Um, The match obviously is going to matter, given if it's a pinfall match or if it's like a casket match or something. But Grayson Wilder got to win, I think, because he's going places higher, fortunately, than Apollo is at this point.
1: Yeah, I would pick him as well because well, as soon as you said Apollo, I knew he had gone back to NXT. But like he didn't go back the same way that like Rio went back on Tuesday. Apollo is just there now because yeah. like no matter what gimmick they seem to try with him, nothing.
0: I so the the Niger Warrior worked. The problem was he came out of nowhere with the accent. The accent killed it for a lot of fans. Because he had never used that accent before.
1: And honestly, he could have been the exact same character without the accent. And I think it still would have worked.
0: I would largely. agree. I'd like, agree. And everybody
1: would have respected it. Because at that point, you're saying, "I'm," you're doing exactly what you said. I'm acknowledging the ancestors. I'm doing this for the people. Be Killmonger. Don't be T'Challa.
0: Dog, why? Well, can you call Kevin Dunn and tell him this shit? Like, what?
1: But like, but because, and especially because that was the thing. You were Killmonger, but you out here talking like T'Challa. No dog, be Killmonger. Michael B. Jordan, sexy as fuck, and we all love him.
0: Well, we love him for other reasons than his sexiness. But keep cooking. I mean, it
2: don't
1: <laughs> hurt though. It
0: don't. Hurt. Keep cooking. Hey, I'll be falling over all these women. Keep cooking, bro. I ain't mad at you.
1: But yeah, so like, no, that's real. You're absolutely right. Like the gimmick itself was Killmonger, so just be Killmonger. You use that accent and it killed it, and I feel bad for you and for Commander Aziz.
0: I feel so bad for Aziz, because you talk about a dude who... And he actually is a decent worker, to be that big, who can't keep a gimmick? God, Babatunde, yes! Um. Okay, next match is um, kind of the breakup of the Diamond Mine. Do you know how that broke up? Have you seen that?
1: Um, I didn't... See- See how they broke up, but I'm just going to assume it has something to do with, you know, Malcolm Bibbins don't work there
0: no more. Well, that that's the real breakup, very clearly. <laughs> yeah. When the agent <laughs> for the dojo leaves. But um Roddy started getting um too big for his britches. Him and Julius, who's big brother of the Creeds, started going beefing. And he started to believe that Roddy was trying to hurt them, and he made a deal with Tony D'Angelo to take him out in a match and, and whatever and lose the match. Turns out it was actually Damon Kemp, Gabe, Gable Stevenson's big brother, who was the newest member of Diamond Mind. He And he he tore Diamond Mind apart. He uh, beat up Roddy and put him so bad, Roddy's still in a neck brace and in a hospital bed um, before big pay-per-view. And now Julius Creed fights Damon Kemp in an ambulance match, but if Julius loses, Brutus Creed has to leave NXT. Little brother, so it's playing off the big brother little brother dynamic, and they're gonna be an all time great tag team. But Julius is going to be a world champion. He he's he got it. He's got the
1: one it. One the headgear.
0: No, that's Brutus. That's that's baby boy. The. Big, stocky, oldest-looking motherfucker. No, I'm talking about the tall, skinny. Well,
1: I, that's why. That's why I couldn't. I I have trouble yeah. distinguishing between. them.
0: Julius is Jake Casper. Jake Casper actually trains uh, with Daniel Cormier. I mean, they're
1: both they're both North Carolina boys.
0: This is true. Yes, this is a good point. Yes. So, uh, Julius got to win because you can't break up the Creed brothers, and Damon Kemp got an ass whooping coming. Like he's been running from it. <laughs> And it's finally this time
1: yeah, yeah, um also for the sake of flavor, I'm going to let him win, and that's how the Creed Brothers go to the main roster.:
0: That could be interesting. You I will say Stevie this. big
1: Brother is forced off the brand, so Big Brother gets him another shot somewhere else, and they go tag team on the.
0: For my NXT fans out here, I have believed up until this point, literally to this moment that when when the Kree brothers go to the main roster, that Ivy needs to go with them because there's a perfect package. Uh, Ivy is the bulldog-looking woman who is like five foot nothing but is like the scariest woman in the roster, right? Um, but she could be a – I think this might be a Carmella-Alexa type situation where she could be a star on her own, and maybe her getting away from all the guys could be good for her.
1: So Say, I look forward to the Creed brothers inevitably being managed by Chad Gable. Shoosh, please.
0: Well, Carnagle's still out there, too, right?
1: Yeah, but I mean, Jason Jordan's more likely to be their manager than Kurt.
0: You One know, of the most. Sometimes tough. I think
1: about that and I still get sad.
0: Just depressing. And I, and, I just,
1: and I hated the gimmick, but still, I'm just like, man, it is. Nobody deserves to have their career cut out from under
0: them. Like, that. Is it crazy that. Two of the hottest stars who were on their way to being legitimate stars got hurt out of nowhere with nothing, and now they're the two biggest, best producers in the business TJ and and Jason Jordan. That
1: women's division owes its life to him.
0: It's crazy to think that someone could outdo what Finley did for the women, and TJ hasn't done that. And by the way, TJ is TJ is the perfect example of, and, and I'm I mean this shit, an all time great wrestler, who just didn't have a gimmick, and then he found the gimmick, dog. Oh, he found oh, it. Hey. Oh man. Okay. Before I get any more depressed, we you spoke about this. To start, they, we will be talking about these two women. Uh, being the women's championship match at WrestleMania very soon. Roxanne Perez, shout out to Ring of a Reality of Wrestling here in Houston, versus Cora Jade. And they have a spin the wheel, make the deal match, but it's weapons wild. So it's going to be pick the weapon. Um, and you know the story between them. Yeah, Am I she,
1: correct? Uh, Cora turned on Roxanne.
0: Roxanne and her were best friends, kayfabe. Cora got Roxanne the job, kayfabe. And then and, Cora
1: beat the shit out of her with a skateboard.
0: Well, because Roxanne... Her and Roxanne won the tag titles. And Roxanne won the... um The New People... uh Tournament. Whatever it's called. I can't remember what it is. That means she got a title match. And Roxanne got hurt before the match. So Cora came out to take the match for her best friend after they won the tag titles. And Roxanne came out anyway. And Roxanne lost to Mandy because... Core hit her and beat her up, cause Core beat her up the first in the first place, so that she could get the title. Cause Core had lost to Mandy two times and couldn't wrestle her no more. So yes, and they've been beefing ever since then.
1: I thought that I, I just I I knew the general gist of the story. Yeah. So since this is the pay per view and since in NXT we follow the golden rule of wrestling, one up. Um, I'm gonna take Roxanne.
2: I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the other way.
0: Because, well, number one, it's just fun to disagree with you. All
1: right. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's way better. It's way better content when we don't to- agree.
0: But because you're speaking of the golden rule, yes, golden rule says Babyface wins. The
2: golden rule number two is, unless you need heat. If she's going to be a heel, she doesn't. needs heat.
0: Ladder match. You know, NXT does these random ladder matches for the North American title.
1: They always end up being good.
0: They're fantastic. Um, my favorite of recent memory was the one where Dream had come back out of nowhere, and all five people in the match like just spent the whole match beating the shit out of Dream. That was funny. Um, the reason we have this is because remember Solo beat um, Solo beat Carmelo after he got called up to SmackDown, and because the match wasn't sanctioned. Sean had to take the title back and now what's up. The
1: longest uh, reigning champion of all champions. Fake it.
0: Uh fake is undefeated, bro. Um, so Carmelo Clearly's in the match. We have um a guy that you've never seen before, but you may like him. His name is Oro Mensa. He, I believe, is Nigerian, but he's from uh, it's the UK. He's kind of got like a like a club hopper type feel. Um then we have Wesley, formerly Desmond Xavier, you know, Wes Des from the the Rascals, and then Von Wagner. You've seen him before, right? And you know, Robbie E is his manager, and then um, uh, what was what was his uh, Nathan Frazier, the kid uh, that Seth Rollins trained. What is his real name? That was wrestled for AW, and then he signed with WJP and made everybody mad.
1: Oh, shit, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't remember
0: his name. But he is one of the best aerial wrestlers in the game. So Melo, or who he flies a bit, but whatever. Wesley, flyer. Nathan Frazier, flyer. And then you got Von Wagner playing the Kane role in the ladder match. The one thing I can guarantee, Carmelo not winning.
1: No, because he's going to the main
0: wrestler. Sooner rather than later. So, so um, any thoughts? I know this is a bunch of people that you don't really pay attention to too much. A bunch of people, I don't
1: pay a whole lot of attention to. What I'm on, I'm gonna pick Von Wagner because he's got Robert Stone as his
0: heel. I wouldn't mind seeing Von Wagner. Von Wagner on the main roster either. He's a he's a fun lower card heel. I'm gonna go with Wesley because the story of Wesley has been really well told. That he he kind of got his life kind of got destroyed when. Nash, a.k.a. Zach Wentz, got fired for that bullshit. And they were the NXT champions, and he had to suffer for that and been building his way back from the scratch back to this point. It'd be dope to see him get a shot with the title. I'm going to go with Wesley. And we can run through the main title, the main matches pretty fast, because these are the world title matches. Mandy Rose uh, defends against Alba Fire, formerly Kaylee Ray.
1: I'm going to pick Mandy Rose's opponent to win every match until she loses because it's time.
0: Well, the irony is she won the title last year at Halloween Havoc from uh, Raquel. Well,
1: I, I, but I'm, the reason I keep saying it's time is because all of Toxic Attraction needs to go. It's time for a shuffle. It's time for a shuffle, and the main roster can use it.
0: It so, And I'm with you. Alba Fire wins. I'm disappointed though. Because while she's an amazing character, an even better wrestler, she just held the NXT UK women's title for like 400 days. So it could have been cool for somebody else to beat Mandy other than her.
1: I mean, That's just that makes sense, but I will say I, I understand she held the NXT UK title for every day. Okay? I'll say the same thing to you about that that you used to remind me of all the time when NXT people got called up. it not matter? Not a whole lot of people watching NXT UK, big dog.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Not I, a whole
1: lot of that core audience.
0: Can I forecast? Yeah. Alba wins, and then very quickly afterwards, Core J sneaks and beats her, and Core ends up being a new champ because you can't transition from heel champ to heel champ. Gotta be a baby facing there somewhere. That would make more sense to me than anything. And then you can run Core versus Roxanne again at WrestleMania and let Roxy get the world, get the championship, the big moment. That's that's what I would. Do. Triple third match. Braun
2: Breaker, aka Rex Steiner, aka Big Bad Booty Puppy. The booty face gremlin? <laughs> that was so
0: good. Versus, Ilya you off. Versus J.D. Mac, don't Google me. Shout out to Kevin Owens. That was fantastic. J.D. McDonough is the perfect Patrick Bateman. Oh, would you say Patrick Bateman or Hannibal Lecter? More Hannibal Lecter, I would guess. Yeah, definitely
1: more Hannibal. Yeah.
0: Um, but he's playing the role, fantastic. Um, first and foremost, from a quality standpoint, the Dragunov versus Devlin matches are some of the best matches
2: you'll ever see. Just Dragunov, anyway. just just for sake like, of uh, Dragunov is my not- So that's who you're picking, or you just like him? Dragunov is. So are we giving all deference to
0: the Russian as well as the, the tongue? No, I ain't
1: giving no deference to the Russians. Uh, just this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like he'll murder you. Yes. It's
1: kind of like a Minoru Suzuki situation where it's just oh, like, I know that this man could like rake me.
0: Bet. That's
2: so bad.
1: So I'm going to pick him. Also, I'm going to pick him because I do think Broncos.
0: Well, I agree with you. Braun doesn't win. Uh, but man, look, if we're going to have a baby face win the world title, women's title match, the men's title, ma- the men's title match, and I think yeah. he could carry the title better because there's a lot more baby faces ready to come after him. there are sense. heels no, like just, there's, there's not a, there's not a dearth of heels ready for the main event role. Tony D is one that I can think of, but he his PCL
1: people aren't ready for, uh, like the main
2: uh, audience ain't ready for it, like, they just ain't ready for it. Dragon versus Gunter. I'm sorry, say that one time? Ready. The Dragon versus Gunter, again. Jesus they're not Jesus. ready.
1: They're not ready, Rance.
0: No, they're not ready, and you just reminded me that Rey Mysterio is about to be disintegrated in a few weeks. God bless him. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, no, the the world, that they are not Prepared. Like they thought they loved Gunter versus Sheamus, and they did because it was amazing. And they did because it was amazing. Ooh, it was amazing. Um,
2: they gonna really love.
0: The, the things that Dragon puts himself through in matches, dog, it's just ridiculous. Okay.
2: Um, what?
1: Oh no, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not a regular viewer. I
2: know what they're doing. Out, and I'm sure Halloween it I will miss it because I've got uh family plans We're taking my news. They call it food. Well look, it's gonna be a very busy weekend for me, Black Adam.
0: Um working my my second job. The kids gonna be here. UFC two eighty, Oliveira Makachev, shout out to my fight fans. Um Busy week, yeah, but worth it. Good oh, wrestling, absolutely worth good it. stuff. I'm um, good show. good shit.
1: Yeah. So, but in the meantime, y'all, you can catch me on Twitter at Doctor S'mores. You can catch the Good Brother Rants on Twitter at.
0: Uh, I'm at Israel Cash. re Y's Mysterio C A S H in dollars. Shout out to Victor Wallflower to Wallflower Perry, Victor Perry from the Wrestling Club. I had a good conversation with him today. Go support that brother and what he's doing for those kids in Brooklyn. It's a beautiful thing because kids are the future, and we should all watch wrestling from the eyes that those kids watch it from. We'd be much happier people.
1: That's a whole last word, my brother. That's the whole last word. You heard the man. Support it, support it, support it. Um, as always, y'all, you can find the show on Twitter at OutsidersEdgeCS. We are part of the ChairShot Radio Network at ChairShot Media, where you
0: always use
2: your head.
1: And as always, y'all, remember, we here at the Outsider's Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything that we can to try to make it out here in this world. Sometimes we gonna hit you with them hard and fast facts like, Carl Anderson, you a hypocritical little bitch. Never say never my ass.
0: Mine is good, though. Yeah,
1: it is. And other times, we gonna hit you with them, you know, also real truths. Like, AEW, y'all fuck up a lot, but you did right in this hangman situation.
0: Broken clock. Twice a day.
1: That's right. But no matter what, y'all, we are just out here chasing our dreams. And you've got to respect that. Because if you don't, well... Just like Carl don't give a fuck about the New Japan title, be sure don't give a
0: fuck. Outsider's Edge ain't nothing to fuck with. Outsider's Edge ain't nothing to fuck with. Let's Thanks for else. listening.
1: We'll catch you next time.